0: Halloween.
1: Forever. God, we had a heck of a day at work today. I'm getting mm-hmm. into getting into some beers. Yeah, just a stressful day at work. Um, I know I've said in the past that I do beer things for a living. For the purpose of this uh, joke, I develop software. Mm, okay yeah but i was working on this app <laughs> i was working on this app today um it's 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 kind of interesting basically what it does is just it shuts down uh any video game you're playing and then just opens up a new one at random just when you least expect it okay i don't know what i'm gonna yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do with it yet but it's gonna be a game changer oh. welcome boys and ghouls to a sons of bitchin' mini-sode of Halloween is forever. It's your boy, Brian. Yuck. <laughs> it's Steve. <laughs> hey, and it's Steve! We, guys, this is gonna be a fun one. Looking forward to this one, looking forward to this one. We are here today on this little mini-sode, and instead of talking about a flicky, instead of talking about one of them old moving picture wheels, uh, we're gonna talk about video games. We're talking about some of them newfangled computer games guys um or just video games in general i guess but specifically uh, horror ones spooky video games we're still keeping it spooky over here but as a little fun change of pace instead of talking about movies we're going to talk about video games um we should be real real fun we each got a big old list right that's what i got I got about mm, way more than I should have. One, two, three, four, five, so probably a dozen games. I figure there's going to be some duplication here, right? We're about the same age. We probably played some of the same games. Same.
0: Also, at the same time we're recording this, Steam is having a thing going on called Steam Next Fest, which Mm. is like they're basically just previewing a whole bunch of games. And then I imagine next week... When you're listening to this in the future, everybody, <laughs> mm. I imagine future folks. Yeah. I imagine that's when they're going to have their big steam sale and like a bunch of games. Uh. are going, But like right now they're previewing a whole bunch of fucking games. And so like I played some demos and looked at a bunch of new things coming up. So.
1: Nice. So yeah. that's fine. You, you're you probably a lot more in the note and all that stuff. I'm mostly just going to talk about some old ass games that I played throughout the years. Uh, I definitely gravitate towards the old titles. I don't really do a lot of, you know, um, pursuing of new games that came out unless that game is like, you know, Zelda, you know, Tears of the Kingdom or something like that, uh, which I which I did purchase. Otherwise, besides those big like You know, triple A titles. I don't play a whole ton of new games. I play a lot of old games. (laughs) So that'll be a little fun, uh, fun dichotomy there. But we got some other stuff, as always, that we got to take care of at the top of the show before um, we get into the main topic of this here minisode. So a couple things to do at the top of the show. First of all, if you're new to the show, uh, welcome and Go fuck yourself. We've been doing this. This is going on three years. Again, where you been? You're 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 late to the party. You should be ashamed of yourself, but also welcome. Thanks for coming. If you want to um, follow the 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 show on the social media, you want to see some spooky spooky shit. You want to suggest some topics for us for mini shows or a showdown episode, which we're going to talk about here in a dang second for July follow us over to social medias as always sat halloween is forever uh on all those various social media platforms um f- i think some po- folks who have been following us for a while or fans of the show might know this already but if you go over on them instagrams you're probably talking to me if you're going over on their twitters you're probably talking to steve mm-hmm. um if you go into TikTok, not talking to anybody, uh, they will sometimes post things on there occasionally. But I think it's been a hot sec. And then Facebook, I usually just post stuff from from Instagram to be honest with you. So if you got any of those suggestions for us, send us a little DM there on the Instagrams or on the Twitchers, uh, not Twitchers. I shouldn't say that nope. with my um, hilarious accent because Twitch is a different thing. Twitters, uh, on, on, where the tweets happen. Uh, go on over there and send us a DM if you got any of those types of suggestions or. As always, uh, if you happen to rate and review us, if you give us all five stars, write a little review on one in podcatcher apps. You want to send us a DM that says, hey, look what I did. We, I did that thing. Let me know. I'll send you some dang old stickers in the mail. Uh, Halloween's forever stickers, that is. Not just random, you know, scratch <laughs> and sniff stickers or something like that. But maybe. Um <laughs> But maybe sometimes I throw some other dumb shit in there, too. Sometimes there's some candy. or throw a couple damn old uh, atomic warheads or something in there.
0: It's a, it's a summer season. Maybe Brian has been making trips to Rogers.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll give you a fucking couple throwing stars. <laughs> you, who knows? You might, kids, go on. Steal your parents' phone. Review the podcast. Five stars, please. And I will send you fireworks and throwing stars <laughs> in the mail. From Ohio. Um, <laughs> from Ohio the dirt mall rogers ohio (laughs) you know what before we get into the the all that talk about the uh uh, the showdown episode for july uh which we got a couple of fun announcements to make not only the announcement for who our uh uh, guest host is going to be but also we're going to announce what me and steve's um topics are going to be or rather our picks uh for for that showdown uh episode so we'll do that here in a hot sec but before we do that guys welcome to the show we talk about some motherfucking beers uh steve what you got you got beer over there you want to talk about
0: i have quote beer i it's a yeah what is it it's a hot one today so i just went back to the old arizona hard peach tea
1: oh getting back on that bandwagon yeah i mean i have about the party pack i'm still drinking that down (laughs) you're still partying after all these weeks still partying the party lingers on oh yeah in the back of the fridge um are you down to like the last couple of now you said you like the peach one
0: yeah, I got I think I got one of each flavor left. So.
1: Okay. So you do still have a full party. Yeah. yeah. You still have one full party right. to, have, to one to, left in in the hopper. Yeah. One in the hopper. One party one full of party one. remaining.
0: One party of one left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one one man party left to go. Um I am drinking uh, a, a beer that I had for the first time this weekend I grabbed a I grabbed a couple of them cans of it as well while I was there I am drinking uh Arctos 12 degree oh. um which is a Pilsner five percent 12 degree Pilsner interestingly enough I think it I think it's doesn't really call out that it's particularly German or Czech I think it's uh what do you say ingredients water sauce and German. Uh, and uh, sauce hops, within German lager yeast, and it's a, some sort of named after some sort of Bavarian brown bear or something. So I guess it's uh, somewhere between a German and Czech lager from the lovely folks over at Stick City. Yeah. Uh, in, in beautiful uh, Mars, Pennsylvania.
0: Yeah, that's a real good
1: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice one. I had it. Uh, I stopped over there grabbing some beers for father's day weekend um grabbed a a few different ones had a pint of their dark mild they do everything on the old side pour Mm -hmm. on the old side pole faucet which is nice and this beer was tasting real nice on a warm day from the side pole so i grabbed a couple cans of it as well they also had like that you know they have a lot of hazies and stuff like that but then they had an english pale ale Mm -hmm. a dark mild yeah uh, A couple of lagers, and then they have like a 3.2% hoppy red ale. Huh. I'm trying to think of what the f I'm
0: trying to think if I've had that one. I know I've had the dark mild, which I like as well. Mm -hmm
1: hmm yeah yeah the th- i i got it i got one of the hoppy red ales which i haven't i grabbed a can of it i didn't drink one there uh, i haven't tried it yet but i was just intrigued by that i was like shit th- under four percent hoppy red ale just not a thing you see quite often Mm-mm. so i always like to see some goof some goofy weird uh uh styles out there so yeah it's drinking pretty nice nice uh kind of f- you know fuller bodied almost what you would expect from a from a german or i'm sorry from a czech lager but it's a little cleaner fermentation character perhaps and like i said a mix of german and czech hop so drinking real nice can't complain about it yeah um i grabbed a few beers while i was over there got a hazy ipa downstairs was kind of back and forth on said you know what just had spaghetti for dinner spaghetti and meatballs <laughs> i don't know why something about pouring a hazy ipa on top of spaghetti and meatballs sounds just unappetizing yeah
0: because it's like uh sounds like it's gonna upset my tummy but you wouldn't you wouldn't usually follow up like spaghetti and meatballs with eating an orange you know no probably so, not like I, I, I equate it to the same thing i wouldn't just start yeah, putting I a bunch say, of lessons
1: when i'm fancy italian chocolate oranges at christmas time well yeah
0: that's 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 after desserts <laughs> that's yum yums <laughs> yeah But yeah, Yeah. I'm not just going to jam a bunch of citrus into my face (laughs) after a big old spaghetti bowl.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you got a nice, uh, nice, dense, acidic thing in your stomach dumps fucking orange juice on top of it. It sounds aggressive Um, anyway. All right. So we got some beers out of the way let's talk about this showdown episode for the for for yins who are new to the show. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. Maybe you're just first. I don't know. We've been had your head up your ass for three years. Who knows? That's <laughs> what I'm assuming is the case. Um, what uh, what we do is we put out some dang old content every Monday uh, via the via the favorite podcatcher catcher of, of your choice on, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever you get them. But every single week we do an episode, but the first Monday of every single month uh, is what we call a showdown episode. And what that entails is we got a big old spinny wheel of topics. They might be horror subgenres. They might be a particular performer or director or or it might be a, a, you know, some sort of weird theme or something like that. Uh, We put them all in this big old spinny wheel. We pull three of them at random off there, throw them on the social medias and then our social media friends and followers. Uh, Will help us vote to decide what the topic for that showdown episode is going to be for the following month. Once we have that, we then pick uh, uh, a piece of media, usually a movie, but in uh, in this instance, not necessarily a movie uh, for July that is associated with that topic. We talk about it. We vote. There's three of us typically. Um, who vote and then ultimately somebody's pick reigns supreme. You take on that some bitch and championship belt for the month. Um, I need to reiterate we've got a real situation on our hands here. Um, Steve uh, has just completed the first ever three yes. He's drunk with power. Yes he made it he made us watch his student film yes. that he made in, in film school in college uh last episode so i think the like the next one is gonna probably be a snuff film he made or something like that like it's just gonna devolve out of fucking control if we don't get a, a handle on this we gotta nip this thing in the fucking butt here guys who
0: fucking knows what uh, directions i go next <laughs> i don't even he's know already, that's how dangerous it he's is already
1: he's already went with like there was a shit movie in there mm-hmm. like a scat film yep. that he made us watch then he then he like i said then then, you know, we were really worried and he ended up making us watch his his student film, which was which was fine. But like the relative mild nature of it. Was more alarming than anything because then the next time around he's either going to like lure us into a false sense of security if he wins again and like put something good on there, which is just really his form of gaslighting us into potentially you know uh, creating a scenario where he might win a f- uh, another time and then that's when he makes us watch a fucking snuff film or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the the episode after the showdown is a is a punishment episode we call it. It's not always a punishment. Sometimes it's fun, but we got to watch whatever. Uh, The champ says, which uh, sometimes can get real, uh, real ugly. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, Uh, Steve made us watch a thing with a woman, and she got shit on her face, and there was corn in the shit. Yeah. It's just it's a (laughs) real unpleasant situation. And then, and then she had Uh. to, you know, eat the poo poo at the end. (laughs) And then she ate poop. I mean, kind of. Really, the whole movie was spiraling towards someone eating poop. Yeah. I mean, we we you could say you could see it from literally from from the very fucking beginning of the movie. Also, the movie was just poorly made as well so it, it, it had was it also all. a bad movie yeah. it was an unpleasant movie <laughs> just without all the sh- the scat play yeah. so again let's just like let's just get a fucking handle on this all right guys um all right now the fun of, of this next uh showdown uh episode which will be next week guys it's coming up it's actually our our kind of four it's coming out i think it's on the third of july because isn't the fourth of july on a on a on a tuesday yeah, it's some so crap yeah, like that
0: so it's no good
1: yeah it'll be it'll be one of them long holiday weekend situations um the topic that ended up getting drawn from the wheel and then was one of three and then got selected by our our, our social media voters was uh nickelodeon halloween which opens things up a little bit. Not unlike this episode we're doing today, where we're not actually talking exclusively about a movie, although, you know, there's probably movies associated with some of these games. We um, don't necessarily have to talk about a movie. It could be an episode of a Halloween show. It could be a Halloween special. It could be a feature-length Halloween-themed movie. But it's something that aired on or is closely associated in some capacity with Nickelodeon, the uh, uh, the 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 children's uh, television um, channel, right? Uh, or I guess it's now it's a whole fucking production. Company. It's a whole thing now, enterprise, if you will. So uh, before we me and Steve tell you what our uh, picks are going to be, we got to know who our uh, our uh, our special guest for that episode is going to be. Some of you might have guessed it when you heard the topic of Nickelodeon Halloween. Uh, But get ready. Next week, we're going to be joined by one of the hosts of um, the Haunted Hangover podcast, a returning guest. We're going to have Louie from Haunted Hangover uh, on. Yeah, which is going to be super fun. Um, Real passionate about, you know, Halloween, spooky season, horror movies, all those types of things. I know he knows he's a a big, uh, big Nickelodeon guy obviously big halloween guy so i'm excited to see what he picked i even think because i guessed it on uh, on on their podcast once upon a time as well and i think we might have even talked vaguely about some some halloween you know interstitials and things like that uh via nickelodeon at some point so maybe we'll rehash some of those things we talked about on there i think i might have even mentioned my pick uh if i'm not mistaken on that on that episode so uh that said as we all know, to the victor, go the spoil. So Steve gets to choose the order, I guess, in which we pick our topic. This is a little unorthodox because uh, Louis is coming on as a guest. So he will be surprising us uh, with his, or he'll probably tell us ahead of time so we can watch it if we haven't already. But for yins out there in podcast land, you'll be learning that uh, on the fly for what, uh, what Louis is. But um, may- maybe-, maybe we'll drop a hint on the social yeah. pages or something this yeah. week. So go give us a little follow and we'll do that. How's that? Yeah.
0: The, the, we, we have to handicap the guests a little bit because we can't have them mm-hmm. walking away with our title.
1: No, so I think we got, <laughs> we got to stack it up stack it against them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got to, we got a goose, we got to put a goose suit on. Right.
0: And, and I mean, you know, I think at this point, you know, you and I are kind of accustomed to what we're going to pick. And we are, we're also accustomed to what Meg would pick. So we had yeah. general ideas of what was going to go down. When we bring in mm-hmm. a guest, we have no idea. No. So they can surprise us. It's a us. Dang,
1: it's dang wild card. Yeah. So we. It's a damn wild. card. There's a
0: give and take to having new guests now.
1: So we we, we mm-hmm. don't know. But uh, mm-hmm. this is going to throw. It's throwing my life into a into a, a damn a tizzy whirlwind <laughs> of a tizzy. I'm a, I'm in a hot bed of crisis <laughs> over here. All right, Steve. What do you want to do? You want to pick first? You want to let me pick first? I don't think we're going to pick the same thing. I don't think we're in jeopardy of picking the same thing, but I might be wrong. Yeah, I
0: don't think so either. I uh, you, I think you've said the last two episodes that you wanted to pick Pete and Pete's Halloweeny. Um, mm-hmm. I, but just to make sure you don't accidentally snake me and throw a fucking curveball <laughs> my way, I'm gonna pick first. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you in a uh, I'm gonna take the uh, season three episode of Rocco's Modern Life.
1: Oh, all from right. 1995.
0: It's it's a yeah they they did the double episodes per half hour. So mm-hmm. this one was uh, their Halloween episode, which is Sugar Frosted Frights, and then mm-hmm. slash Ed is Dead, a thriller.
1: Mm. Uh, so I, I that I'll be honest with you, I I, I didn't I didn't necessarily cons- like I never set my mind on that one, but that would have been on my mm-hmm. list. Because that's a great one. And I love Rocco's Modern Life. And I quote Rocco's Modern Life to this day still, having not watched it in years. I will regularly just (laughs) pop up in my mind and will just come out of my mouth. The Elfin women are so beautiful. (laughs) Like that whole like little bit at the beginning of the one choky chicken episode. Um, But uh, yes, that that is a fantastic one. And that show in general is fantastic. But... Uh alas that is not my pick. I'm excited to rewatch that cuz it's been some years. Um anytime I surprise. anytime
0: I find myself yep. doing something repetitive, it's always mm-hmm. filbert's fucking voice coming into my head you turn your page, you wash your hands, turn the page, <laughs> you wash your hands. Turn your <laughs> it's like I'm doing something dumb right now that I hate and so it's just my brain is go
1: turn the page, you wash your hands. <laughs> Kate will say that on occasion. She used to say that a lot more. I remember like when we were dating, she'd be like, turn the page, wash hands. (laughs) We both love that show. Um, Filbert, one of the great characters of all time. He's so fucking funny. Anyway, surprise, surprise. Uh, I did uh, did hint at it, and there's uh, perhaps not a surprise at all here. I am going to go with from the year of our Lord, 1994, uh, season two, episode seven of perhaps the greatest television show ever made the adventures of Pete and Pete the episode is called Halloweenies uh or i believe just Halloweenie singular um it is perhaps my favorite episode of any singular episode of any one show ever <laughs> i have watched this so many times i watch it multiple times every year um and it is absolutely up there with just my favorite pieces of media uh just ever, you know, along with the the Paul Lind Halloween special and uh and I don't know, just above Halloween and various other things. I just love, love, love uh this episode. It just like screams the Halloween season to me and the show's so great. And yeah, I'm not even gonna gush about it anymore because I'm gonna do plenty of that next week. So um go check it out if you got a sec this week uh go check out steve's uh the halloween episode of Rocco's modern life uh sugar frosted frights and then the second part of that is ed's dead right? right you said yeah yeah and then mine is uh adventures of pete and pete episode season two episode seven halloweeny and then we'll learn what louie's gonna talk about and then we'll argue about it and then somebody's gonna get a fucking diamond cutter somebody's gonna to get the to people's elbow and then ultimately uh someone's gonna take home that bitch and strap that championship belt for the month of july so um we should actually think about now that we're doing uh guest hosts at least for the time being um in this in this uh you know a.m what we're referring to is AM, which is after Meg, mm-hmm. of course, um, era. Um, we got to uh, figure out how we're going to award people that belt who aren't regular guests. We might have to like send them uh, those little belts, Meg, them them, little plastic belts. Uh, um, maybe we'll have to resurrect those. I don't know.
0: I'll send them like a little PNG that they can attach to their fucking profile picture if they want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like on LinkedIn when it's like, I'm hiring or I'm open for work yeah. or, you know, whatever. Um, What we should do uh, also is maybe be just like rig it against them so they never win yeah you can do that we can do that too <laughs> <laughs> like if it looks like they're gonna win like i'll like get on all fours behind them and you push them over my back and <laughs> we'll throw sand in their eyes
0: <laughs> get out of here nerd get off our show
1: <laughs> <laughs> get out of here nerd you lose collusion guys we're not above it um all right so we talked about the beersies. We talked about next episode and our Nickelodeon spooky, ooky Halloween shit that's going to be happening here. Um, and then, boy, in the coming months ugh, after that, it'll be August. And that's pretty much fucking Halloween already. So we got I can't believe it's it's fast approaching here. Um, but before we get into all that, let's talk about uh, what we came on this particular minisode to talk about, which is uh, spooky, ooky, horror video games and then we left it pretty open-ended yeah right no particular era no particular you know generation or console or versus pc or anything like that we're just going to talk about horror video games that we played that have been um favorites of ours throughout the years influences on us um and and you know some of the things that we we like about them and um i know there's a couple that I'm anticipating that are that are on my list that are probably on your list. But I tried to throw a couple of uh, of deep cuts in here that I've played in my time. Um, and I'm sure you're probably more, um, uh, like I said, up to speed on, especially on newer games than I am. So uh, let's kick it off. Who wants to go first? You want to go first? You want me to go first?
0: Well, I figure, I mean, we're both of the same age, so I, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the most obvious baseline is that we both probably grew up
1: in doom households Mm -hmm. i definitely played me some doom Mm -hmm. back in the day and then um i didn't i didn't own it but i had cousins who had it yeah so like so we played it a lot and i used to just go ride my bike to the radio shack to play it sometimes and they (laughs) they had it up there for a while
0: so like i mean doom was like a shareware phenomenon back in mm-hmm. 1993 so like everybody yeah. had the first episode that was like the first yeah. couple levels so everybody had that mm-hmm. but then like mm-hmm. I think I had doom too when it eventually came out so I figure I figure that's a good baseline we all had that
1: <laughs> yeah we we had a like I said I my cousins had it I definitely played it over there um I never technically owned uh like you know one of the early versions of doom mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I, I feel like I played it quite a bit and we had another game again that my cousin has cousins had that was, uh, you know, there was a whole host of, of like doom ripoffs. Yeah. Um, and there was one that we played actually even more than doom, um, that I'm trying to quickly find that was called something zero, I think. Well, I gonna um, tell you. That I'll try to yeah. I'll try to find it. It was a crappier version of Doom. Sure. Um but we played we played that a lot for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean it yeah, it started it started with Wolfenstein and then you go to Doom and then there was like a bunch of games. I think Apogee put out a bunch of similar games and mm-hmm. like Hexen was kind of the next step up.
1: Yeah. I remember Hexen m- m- less <sighs> I don't even know if I. Oh, the game is called Zero Tolerance that we played. Yeah, um, doesn't ring a bell. It was uh, <laughs> now. I, I think it was like a pretty. It was a. It was for Sega, um, and it was just like you know, it was a a, a rip off first person shooter with you know similar kind of monsters and shit like that. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. But it was, you know, to us at, you know, when I was, you know, probably nine years old, I was like, yeah, it's good enough. It's pretty close. (laughs) It's better than standing there at Radio Shack and stared at and, you know, getting bad, you know, mean looks from the clerks because I've been there for (laughs) three hours. I don't have quarters for the arcade. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) We don't have arcades where I live. I'm sorry. I rode my bike four miles to get here. So I think I figured the other one that we probably
0: for sure share basis in is Resident Evil Two, absolutely, yeah,
1: and Resident Evil Two actually played before the original mm-hmm.
0: too. Yeah, just something about it—it it came out at the right perfect time for our age of it. Of like it was came out on the PlayStation, and just, I just whatever age we were at that point. It was, was it ninety yep. eight. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I would say I was probably like thirteen or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twelve or thirteen, and uh, that was the first game that I remember actually faking sick to stay home from school and play (laughs) like i played that game i bet so you know for those of you who remember the from from the playstation days this was a two disc uh you had your leon disc and you had your claire disc and it was two uh basically parallel paths Uh, of the same game some of uh, you know a a huge portion of which overlapped but there were elements of each game that only existed within those games Mm -hmm. or within those versions of the game um i probably played the leon disc like beginning to end i mean at least 10 times and, and probably six or eight times for claire like i could beat that game like but practically with my eyes yeah. closed. I just, you know what I mean. That's how much I played it. Yeah, I somebody, I
0: think maybe an aunt bought me the strategy guide for for mm. like a birthday or Christmas gift. And so like yeah. I played it to the point where like I unlocked everything. I unlocked like mm-hmm. the extra, the infinite.
1: Yeah, the infinite. Yeah, the infinite bullets with the magnum and all yeah, that. And then
0: like the extra hunk mission and the extra tofu
1: mission. <laughs> it was yeah. yeah i remember that yeah that was um that it was just such a deep game like for the time i remember i would play the this the beginning of the game it's like a great horror movie in that it starts fast mm-hmm. like there is really not a lot in the way of a tutorial or anything it just throws you into the fucking mix and you got to figure it out which now the 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 controls w- would be quite uh um you know intuitive for people who played video games around that time but for me especially playing it before the first one you had the tank controls right. um which you know were the case with with Resident Evil for a long time and if you'd never done that before or it'd been a long time since so you played a game like that you get thrown into the mix and and you you know with the fixed camera and you're stuck in a corner and then you hear a zombie coming but you don't know the direction <laughs> they're coming from it's fucking terrifying yeah yeah, and that, that but that whole street area, like that whole like street initial thirty minutes in the street, mm-hmm. I would just play that over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, it was it was so fun, and like you're saying, just something about like the way they, like I know most people hate the fixed camera nowadays, but like it was such an effective mm-hmm. use of creating tension and horror because you weren't sure what was around the corner and like. You know, like it was cheap also on their part because then they could just jump things out at you and you get bit and you're like, motherfucker, I wasn't.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's just and there's also just like uh, the angles weren't always clear. Mm-hmm. So you're like, can I actually make it past that zombie if I try to run past yeah. them? You don't really know until you try right. it. Um, you know, like I remember the first time that you're on the bus. Yeah. And like at the time, like in retrospect, you know, there's a portion you know, the 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 street is in, you know, just like the street is chaos, you know, there's rubble and and wreckage everywhere. And at one point, your only way to pass is to go onto like a city bus during like through one of the doors and then exit through like the other door kind of thing. And at the time, like now it would look so incredibly obvious like which <laughs> corpses were gonna reanimate and right, which yeah. weren't. But at the time, you're like, oh, there's like a rendered, you know body in the backgrounds you're like is that gonna move probably not but maybe <laughs> but then of course the guy who's glowing r- right up front with his pixels twitching right. like he's probably gonna get up <laughs> and he does of course you got to shoot him in the head but um yeah oh that whole section so fun and then even i mean the bosses are fun in that mm-hmm. game um you know you get the like old mansion style uh uh thing that you get in the first game which again i played them in reverse but but it's in a police station um and it's just oh man love me love me some the streets of raccoon city yeah boy all those
0: those those, those puzzles were always so goof ass for like mm-hmm. especially when they moved it to the police station like the mansion you can kind of like play off as like oh it was an eccentric millionaire that was taken over <laughs> by a company so of course they made yeah. it really impossible to get through but then like the right. police stations also that way they're like the oh, fuck do they like get in for morning you know like for their morning briefing where they got to pick up three <laughs> different gems to, just to get into the briefing room
1: <laughs> yeah and why is there so many herbs laying around this police yeah. station um, that should all be in lockup yeah, you uh, jackasses. It's evidence. <laughs> yeah. You can't just leave red herbs on the f- floor out here. Um but I remember like one particular part of of that game um is when you f- you it's pretty early on like r- really I think the second or one of the early parts when you step into the police station there's a there's a cop there that like hasn't turned yet and he's like injured and he's laying on the ground you have like a talk conversation with him you sit on the ground and then he's like um, and I, I still use this this quote from time to time is he's like, get out of here you know and and <laughs> the voice acting in the first game is notoriously awful. Yeah. Um, and the second is still bad but way better in comparison. and there's this point where he's like, you know you got to get out of here save yourself or whatever and he's like, I'm not leaving without you and the cop just goes, just go and points the gun at you like basically like i'll shoot you if you don't go because i don't want you to get turned yeah. or whatever but just the way he says it he's just like pretty calm and he's like you got to get out of here just go <laughs> just like points the gun at you I'm like whoa dude it's fucking zero to 60 oh man. yeah i but, mean but such a such a great voice one. acting was
0: all terrible back then like <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> The first game I ever remember that I'm like, the voice acting isn't unbelievably bad is like Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. 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 After after that, uh, before that, and even a lot of games after, which we'll talk about today, there's fucking awful. Um, I think I played the second one. Then I went back and played the first one when the director's cut mm. came out. I just remember when they did like the two disc director's yeah. cut. Um or maybe it wasn't two discs, but they did a director's cut version uh, when they re-released the first game. Uh, and then I played three and four. and then a long period, bro and then I don't think I played five. I played six. it was shit yeah. and then I haven't played one <laughs> since. So I do need to get back on the Resident Evil bandwagon. I've heard that the remake of two is unbelievable.
0: Yeah. yeah, so like I think I have the remake of one. So you're talking about how, like, you don't really buy new video games anymore. Like, I mm-hmm. I buy, like, uh, the, the 50 or $60 a year subscription to PlayStation Plus. Mm. So they just uh, feed you new games. They just feed you not new games, but, you know, relatively new games. And so, like, yeah. one, I know one of them was Resident Evil Remake, but I, didn't, I haven't played it yet. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, my, uh, I, I was a... Uh, I guess it's probably worth saying. This might be an interesting thing. Is like, you know, our kind of console or, or video game, v- video game machine of choice. Kind of, uh, you know, because that had a huge influence on what you ended up playing and what you got exposed mm-hmm. to. Um, which, which, you know, I know I originally, uh, g- you know, go and I'm not this old, but for whatever reason we did have, before we had a Nintendo, like an, an, an NES, we did have an Atari, yeah. which Atari is, is before my time, but I don't know if it was my dad's or an uncle's or whatever, but I remember we had like an Atari in the basement in like a plastic giant eagle bag, yeah. you know, that like <laughs> wasn't hooked up. And then remember being old enough at one point where like my dad hooked up the, you know, I don't even remember what Atari console it was um but playing like smithereens and pitfall and a few other games on mm-hmm. there um and then we got an nes you know when i was really little but it was towards the end not towards the end but like what year did the nes came 84. out 84 like 85 or 84 85. Yeah. like i wasn't born till 85 so we probably didn't get an nes until i was maybe like five mm-hmm. i want to say we probably didn't get it until like 1990 yeah and then pretty quick after that we got a snes um and then I jumped ship on on the Nintendo, went straight to PlayStation, then PlayStation 2, then I opted for the Xbox 360 when I was in college. Um and then Xbox 1, yeah. which I still have an Xbox 1, but 90% of what I play right now is uh my Switch. Mm-hmm. Switch or um I do have a Game Boy Color, <laughs> which I do pop up on, on from time to time. Um, but yeah, 90% of what I play now is the Switch. But so so I didn't get like original Xbox and then I, you know, I haven't had a PlayStation since the PlayStation 2. Yeah. See, mine my,
0: my history goes like my parents had a Commodore 64. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So like they they had like they did some okay. computing on it. But also they mm-hmm. played Gorf. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they computed and they gorfed
0: They gorfed and they had chess. But yeah. Steve, like
1: go to bed. Mommy and Daddy are gorfing. Gorfing. <laughs> go to f- guys gorfing. Staying. You guys in. You
0: guys in. Don't gorf. That's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I I got the original Nintendo Nintendo around 1990 as well, because like the first game I remember was the Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade oh, okay. edition. So like mm-hmm. But then I went from NES to Sega and then from Genesis to PlayStation. And I've just been PlayStation ever since. Mm-hmm. And it's not until like the last couple years I've been playing games on the PC again. Cause like, yep. I had a Mac from like college to 2020. So, mm-hmm. like, I got a new computer in 2020 and I was like, oh, look at all the things I can play.
1: <laughs> yeah get off the mac bandwagon yeah i uh i did a little bit of pc gaming in there you know um you know i had some friends in college i lived with that had really nice uh you know gaming pcs that we play you know half-life and stuff on Mm -hmm. you know now, now and again um and yeah, back in the day, definitely played some Leisure Suit Larry and those sorts of things. Yeah. Civilization. Yeah. Uh, I was huge into Roller Coaster Tycoon, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ba- ba- you know, way, way back in the, in the late, not late nineties. Um, but uh, yeah, haven't done much in the way of PC gaming in in recent years. Like I said, it's really been I, I, I took years where I didn't play anything except for the occasional like retro console like i have an n64 now Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so we'll play you know we play mario kart and uh you know ocarina of time and i haven't it well i'm looking at a super nes and an nes back there the nes is currently not functioning um but i have like old consoles so i still do play some some of the old consoles but the one thing that like kind of i had cousins that had it but just and so I definitely got exposed to it. And my our one friend in the neighborhood had it. So we played at his house a lot, but I was never a Sega guy. Mm-hmm. I had an uncle that had a Sega CD. So, so we definitely played like some Sega CD games. He would be the guy who bought like the Jaguar yeah. and, the, and the Sega CD and like all the expensive consoles that he, like <laughs> had the cutting edge graphics, but had like no games released for it. He was disposable income <laughs> uncle. <laughs> yeah yeah well he was irresponsible money uncle well, same thing <laughs> yeah yeah I guess so
0: yeah so so it's interesting you bring up how like you most of what you play is like retro games because a lot of what I play on the computer is mm-hmm. like games that wo- that have retro aesthetic mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's interesting how games have become both harder and easier to make yeah. So, like, there's there's so many games out that, like, have adopted the retro aesthetic and, you know, they, they kind of crank them out, like, pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, uh, like, I saw three games, back to this uh, Steam Next Fest, I saw mm-hmm. three games that are, like, completely aping games that we've definitely played in the past. Yeah. So, uh, one of them is Gulem's.
1: Oh, okay. It's how do you the, spell that? G
0: o o l e m s, Goolems. So it's like ghouls or gooey. There, but it's the game's lemmings. So oh you, yeah. Yeah, you're 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 playing a wizard who summons zombies to like do lemming shit.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lemmings so, has <laughs> always been a fun game. Yeah.
0: So like they're just doing lemmings again. Uh, yeah. Another one I saw was uh, it's called the Mute House. And it is exactly the original Resident Evils in that it's oh. it's like,
1: oh, my God. Yeah, it even looks like it.
0: Yeah, it's like fixed camera and you're playing a woman who uh, uh, is investigating a mansion. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the it looked like the gameplay twist of this is instead of just fighting zombies straight up, they're like attracted to light. So uh. they can't hear you so you can like sneak up right behind them if you want. Mm -hmm. But like, if you turn a light on, they'll chase you down. They'll
1: chase the light down. I see. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are a lot of games, you know, looking at my list right now that, um, aren't resident evil, but are resident evil. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On here as well. (laughs) Yeah. I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. But,
0: but yeah, it just seems like so many like smaller developers have gotten the, uh, like gotten the, the workflow down because there's like tools like unity and uh, uh, what's the other one unreal engine that just make it so easy for people to put games out. It's only yep. like when they make these giant A games that they take years to mm-hmm. the fucking develop.
1: Yeah. I love a game that is like a hidden gem type of thing. They're few and far between. Cause there are, like you said, so many on there if you're on steam or, or even on just like this, you know, switch, you know nintendo e-store mm-hmm. there's just so fucking much out there and there's and and when you find um you know one that's uh uh, uh just like a a hidden gem type of thing it's mm-hmm. so much fun like i played early on i had well there was already some buzz around it but once um uh once it became a little bit more well known i caught wind of hollow knight okay which which is a metroidvania You know, relatively simple, like really cool art design, but like it's just such an insanely deep game Mm -hmm. and the worlds just go on forever and it's just so cool and atmospheric and I love a Metroidvania and that game I was obsessed with for months and months and months. I played that game just fucking religiously and it just was so like rewarding to play because, you know, I played, you know, when I first got my Switch you know mario odyssey and 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 i play the wolfenstein you know game that came yeah. out early for the switch and all that and then uh and then yeah to play this one or are like enter the gungeon yeah, i think yeah. it's called it really fucking fun um did you uh have you seen blasphemous then oh boy that sounds familiar but i don't i don't it doesn't ring a bell immediately
0: yeah it's a it's another metroidvania but it's like it's like horror religion like, you're fighting, like, giant, rotting uh, baby Christ corpses and...
1: Oh, shit. This looks
0: rad. Skeleton popes. I, br- I bring it up because, like... <laughs> skeleton popes. <laughs> I bring it up because uh, Blasphemous 2 is coming out in August. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm kind of pumped for that. But, yeah, if you haven't played the first one...
1: Oh, yeah. You literally... One of the bosses looks like a giant monk who's skeleton is coming out of his body and you're fighting a skeleton
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's like the game (laughs) it's wild i mean it's called blasphemous so (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 a weird like it's a it's a weird horror interpretation of like the spanish inquisition because i think i believe the developer studio is from spain so they took all like these all this nightmarish shit from the past of the inquisition and Mm -hmm. like have turned it into like this yeah metroidvania i think it also plays a little bit like um like the elden ring type games yeah so there's like you you have like there's more
1: rpg elements yeah there's
0: rpg and like elements of like you have to do a a good parry to get past some of the things so yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah this looks fucking wild yeah um i definitely need to check this out yeah (laughs) it's fucking gruesome too i love some of the creature designs Mm -hmm. um yeah i uh uh uh, speaking of um now i'm looking down through some of the games so i won't like i think we've talked about it before but while we're still you know on uh uh you know resident evil adjacent i think we've talked about on, on the show before a game that doesn't get enough credit is dino crisis yeah dino crisis was such it 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 really and it was developed it was same developers Mm -hmm. um or at least a lot of the same team i believe that made resident evil um and let me see the the year that it came out i think there was sequel or at least one sequel that was you know maybe so there were not particularly well received but i don't know
0: there there were two sequels to it uh dino crisis 2 was still in the same vein but then I think Dino Crisis 3 was actually came out early on the Xbox 360 so it was like when Mm. they changed over but like that game is completely not the same thing at all like they made Mm. it in space and it's like (laughs) yeah it's like a a, it's not even a survival horror anymore it's just like a shooting game it's like a fucking rail shooter or something and like it was fucking broken too so like everybody everybody hated it
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah dino crisis was so fun it came out in 99 mm-hmm. um so so a few years after you know re- resident evil and resident evil 2 well it only maybe a, a year after resident evil 2 but it didn't get nearly as much like didn't get nearly as much fanfare um and they didn't in the advertise in the advertising they, they didn't really play up how much survival horror it kind of was yeah they almost played it up more like it was like a jurassic park type of thing mm-hmm. um and the cover really sucked like they didn't do it any favors yeah um they they had like i, I remember the 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 you know jewel case that i had for it just had like the woman with the red hair like who's the main protagonist didn't even have a damn old dinosaur right on the, <laughs> on the front Look, like, give me a fucking dro- you know velociraptor on there with blood all over it or something i'm gonna be psyched about it but no you put like just like a person on there and yeah. then say dino crisis what's like, on come on the, what's the on the
0: cover of the resident evil games zombies yeah not leon game, Not Chris. zombies not claire not jill it's no. zombies
1: no yeah yeah so um yeah, so that, that that might have had something to do with it, but it really was a fun game and there were some wild fucking moments from it. I remember the one time where where like I don't know if it was a T I think it was a T-Rex like busts its head like into the room. You know, it was kind of like the scare of like the dog, excuse me, like the dogs jumping through the windows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of it was the PlayStation like a PlayStation kind of thing.
0: I think it's like a walkway bridge that you're crossing yeah. between two buildings and the dinosaur just slams its entire head through
1: yeah and i just pissed my pants for an hour afterwards um and then you got to shoot the shoot its fucking head and it's it's crazy um but yeah that was same controls like it might as well have been a, a, a you know in the in the resident evil universe it was so similar in terms of art design and, and gameplay and all that stuff yeah
0: yeah it's a, it's a fucking shame like with all i mean they've remade the first four resident evil games now you know, they've made six, seven, eight, you know, even though six was trash, but like they've made yeah. all of these Resident Evil games, but they don't have time to, to remake Dino Crisis or make a new one. Yeah, come on. Especially Get on the di- I
1: mean, especially when we're getting new Jurassic Park game, or movies. The problem is they they try to make they turn dinosaurs not scary. I think we've talked about this at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, dinosaurs are scary as fuck. They're damn monsters. Yeah, they're big, fast lizard monsters uh that eat you that's terrifying but the jurassic park franchise as much as i do love the 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 first movie and and really don't hate you know even the you know a couple of them afterwards so the 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 chris pratt situation you know i could kind of take it or leave it um but it's uh like it's just they tried to make it make them like they're wild animals Mm -hmm. that should be like Not feared, but like respected. And it's like they almost tried to make them like too majestic and not scary enough. You know what I
0: mean? And at the same time, though, like even while they're trying to make all the other ones majestic, they still invented new dinosaurs to be super scary. (laughs) And yep. it's like, we put the fucking chameleon DNA in this one. So it turns <laughs> invisible. Ooh, it's like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing
1: <laughs> pretty soon? There's going to be and there probably already is. And I haven't watched like the most recent ones or whatever. But like, undoubtedly, there's fucking, uh, uh, you know, there's there's going to be damn robo dinosaurs, which listen, you make it scary. I'm fucking here for a robo dinosaur. Yeah. You know, just make it Kill scary. A robot dinosaur. <laughs> just make it scary yeah don't be afraid to make it scary yeah um one more that that is very reminiscent although the gameplay is not necessarily but the controls are and some of the art is a little bit it feels like a resident evil game in the way that it controls mm-hmm. and i believe it if i recall i had the tank controls but this game scared the piss out of me as a kid is fatal frame oh okay did you ever play Fatal Frame? Uh, I, apparently, the second one was better. I never played the second one. I think the first one was out for PlayStation. The second one didn't come out till PlayStation 2. Yeah. Yeah, I remember them,
0: but I don't think I... I never really dived too deep into those because I was playing yeah. Silent Hill.
1: So... Uh, yes, I played that, too. I was, you know, I was a big survival horror, you know, kid in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, um yeah, Silent Hill is definitely definitely on my list, but Fatal Frame gets a little bit less attention, and it's a little bit more like Resident Evil in that I think you know there's a lot of ex- exploration. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a little bit more survival oriented. Um, it's not as mi- mystery. I mean, there is definitely a, a mystery, I guess, to it. But anyway, you're basically finding ghosts, and and you don't have a, a weapon. <laughs> Where well, your weapon is your camera, and you basically have to like lock in to position the camera without getting hit by these ghosts and then take the ghost picture and that kind of like zapster energy yeah. so um yes. which is more fun than it sounds
0: yeah <laughs> but, well, i mean that one did the thing of like it, it, which was different from silent hill and Resident evil is that it switched between first person and third person because it took you in the first person to take the photos
1: right and it, and it was if i recall it was when you were in third person it was fixed camera yeah which makes it more Resident Evil like, but yeah, when you brought up your camera, it was like Pokemon Snap style, right? Except for ghosts, except for ghosts. Yeah, ghosts. I mean, some of the Pokemons is ghosts. Some Pokemons is ghosts. <laughs> some of is <them's> ghost type. <laughs> some some Pokemons is ghosts. Yeah, um, but uh, not yeah. all ghosts is Pokemons, and <laughs> not all ghosts is Pokemons. But some Pokemons is ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, Silent Hill. You mentioned yeah uh, those games fucked me up. Those
0: games love are this. trauma.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: th- like I don't know. You're talking about how like you're not necessarily playing a lot of the things that are out today, but mm-hmm. Silent Hill injected. And I, it's gotta have been like the catalyst for all of these games that are out today that are basically walking funhouse simulators yeah like oh yeah yeah because like because the silent hill games made you feel so powerless most of the time even though they you gave you a gun at, yeah yeah even though they gave you a gun or a pipe or something you were basically mm-hmm. powerless and so yeah all the new games like take that <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah. Basically, you can't defend yourself. You just have to run and and survive. And like even with the Resident Evil games, you had relatively powerful weapons, even when you just had like the pistol, like, you know, a few shots, you could drop a zombie and that, you know, they were everything was pretty fast, you know, slow moving for the most part. And 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 the The difficulty like kind of leveling was pretty even Mm -hmm. in Resident Evil to its credit, whereas like by the time you're running into wacky ass liquors and stuff like that, you probably at least have a shotgun or could have had, uh, you know, uh, uh, access to a shotgun at this point. Yeah, you you're dealing with like hordes of. Cool, fairly quick moving enemies and you have like a fucking metal bar you Yeah, <laughs> and you move slowly and you have no health and you don't know where you're at and uh, yeah the Resident Evil the first Resident Evil game I remember wandering around for hours just like I don't know what to do next mm-hmm. you know
0: yeah and yeah the first i mean the first silent hill was terrifying because it started you out by you had to die in this alleyway stabbed by children like that's yeah,
1: the weird little like formless like they almost look like little voodoo dolls or something yeah yeah they're just like little <laughs>
0: potato sack children they just stab you to potato
1: sack children yeah that's exactly what they are
0: they stab you to death in an alley like that's a terrifying yeah. way to start a game
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was thirteen. Yeah, I was terrified. Yeah. Um. So good news. And then two, two of course was even better. Right.
0: So good news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're remaking two for modern PC and console and everything.
1: I heard that. I heard that. And then they're that also game. they're
0: also making yeah. a brand new game as well.
1: Oh yeah. Silent Hills, plural. Silent Hill F. <laughs> yeah silent hill 2 may be the best horror game ever yeah in my mind yeah like it really might be like i'm I'm looking at like some of the other ones i have here that i really love are not as pure horror as that um that i maybe you know have more affection for i mean i put maybe dead space up there too which Mm -hmm. we haven't talked about yet um but silent hill 2 holy shit balls i mean talk about just an immersive game yeah
0: like that like both silent hill 2 and metal gear solid coming out around the same time and they both punched above their weight for like for like what they did as far as like being an immersive gaming experience that like just threw you in and like they blended both like both the cinematic elements Mm -hmm. as well as just making forcing you into situations that you didn't want to be in
1: it didn't feel like a, 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 a you know we used to joke or we well, not joke around we used to literally call it like when we were little um you know we we're talking about like playstation and 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 you know even like playing um uh uh you know like final fantasy 7 or something like that mm-hmm. on playstation you would have your cinemas mm-hmm. which were like this cinematic cutscenes where the graphics didn't look anything like what the actual gameplay looked right. like right um resident evil or i'm sorry silent hill 2 and metal gear solid were the two games that were the first ones that i was like i feel like i'm playing a movie mm-hmm. like even with the uh, the uh metal gear solid i remember being thrown for such a loop with all the weird interactive things mm-hmm. you know and the, uh, the psycho mantis and all that stuff oh, yeah, yeah. but w- but when they uh when they just brought up, then they introduced a new character and they put up the voice actor's name underneath the in this like cinematic like panning shot. Yeah. you just be like, whoa, shit. It's like we're in a fucking movie. <laughs> it was wild.
0: Yeah. And it, they, I mean, not to stay too long on Metal Gear Solid, but like even just the mm-hmm. beginning of the game where you mm-hmm. get on the elevator and you're going up <laughs> the elevator and like the music is swelling and Snake is yeah. smoking a cigarette. You're like, damn this movie this is james bond let's go
1: <laughs> well and it also was like it like the whole thing you just played was like a pre-credit sequence right, yeah. it's amazing yeah. um and that whole first level is basically a pre it's pre a cold open. Know, title screen sequence it's a cold open yeah. exactly they they did uh uh i remember having the demo of metal gear solid before it came out and playing that level over and over, mm-hmm. and, over and over again because i was just so excited about about what it was going to you know what it was going to be yeah. and uh anyway we're not talking about the metal gear solids we're talking about horror movies. although there are some t- parts of metal gear solid movies or games like snake eater the third one which is one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. that are fucking terrifying which they're also remaking are, are they're remaking snake Eater? yeah oh my god i can't wait i loved love that game
0: yeah it's a uh, think it's called metal gear solid delta because they're they're mm-hmm. kind of ignoring that it's three because they didn't remake one or two so they're right. just like, we're going to remake the really good one. The really, really good one.
1: Yeah. One was amazing. Mm-hmm. Two was, yeah, you had to be fucking riding or whatever yeah. his name was, um, which was fine. You got used to it. But three was just like, holy shit, blew my tits off. Uh, I remember when I first played that game. Yeah. All right. What do you got?
0: So Some- I, I want to jump on a couple uh, newer ones. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we're, were talking about like uh, hidden gems. And this one was a hidden gem that came to me by PlayStation Plus, but I want to bring it up because it's on sale right now on Steam as yeah. a game called Control. OK, and I feel like it didn't get enough uh, whenever it came out, it just didn't get enough like headlines or something because it, it the game is too fucking weird. <laughs>
1: It's too weird. Is this Control from 2019?
0: Yeah, 2019,
1: 2020.
0: Okay, gotcha. It's essentially a uh, it's a, essentially an SCP game. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah, the game starts out like you're uh, you're playing as this uh, woman named Jesse, and she's more or less haunted by her uh, by like her dead brother. Okay. But like her dead brother, her brother went missing at some point, and then she discovers this building that's called like the federal bureau bureau of control oh geez and all right. you go in the building and it, it like it has impossible geometry it has like all these crazy shit going on and they have all these uh, you know artifacts that are locked up mm-hmm. so one of mm-hmm. them is like a fridge that you have to keep eyes on and if you blink it'll like eat you <laughs>
1: That is literally an SCP Foundation yeah. like st- story, you know, story. Yeah. one of the SCP whatever's it does that. Like, if you take your eyes, if no one's looking at it, it snaps your neck. Yeah,
0: and it, yeah. so it's like, yeah, it's a, it's a refrigerator that like eats you and teleports you to a different dimension if you stop looking at it. <laughs> so it's like a whole bunch of shit Great. like that, and then some of them you you can get powers from, uh, and then you're fighting what's called the hiss which is mm-hmm. just like this, it's, you know, it's like a radio sequence hiss, but it's like mm-hmm. possessing people and their bodies are floating all over the federal bureau. So like, they're just hanging in the air and you have like these murmurs in your ear all the fucking time. The game is, oh, Jesus. the game is insane okay. and it's absolutely a horror game, but like, it's not like, you never see it classified as a horror game anywhere. Uh, it just, I don't know. I don't think they marketed it right.
1: I'm looking at screenshots right now, and it does look super creepy because there's just like it's almost like the people are kind of like ragdoll aesthetic kind of thing or ragdoll physics, but they're just like hanging in the air like 10 feet up.
0: Yeah. And like you have like obviously at some point, some of them do come alive and you have to fight them. But like you're constantly like walking through these rooms of like these mumbling, you know, Murmuring people just hanging through the air all the time. And then you have these fucking other SCPs around. You have all kinds of goofy shit going on. You have this mechanic of like, as you discover and unravel mysteries, they have these lights with pull chains. And mm-hmm. you click the light two times and it teleports you to this completely unknown motel in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere.
1: <laughs> it's 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 just it's so weird. It's like Dark it's like a Dark Mirror episode yeah. or
0: something. Yeah, the the game is so fucking weird and like more people should play it.
1: That <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah. I I uh, I I'm actually def- I I think I'm going to check that one out. That looks really cool.
0: It's only 10 bucks on Steam. Uh, Everybody go get it.
1: <laughs> hey, there you go. I could get I can get behind that. Um I'm going to go back to an old one that you know, and and then I promise this is my last uh uh Resident Evil like game. <laughs> um but I, I do wanna look at uh anything that was like Resident Evil back in the day, I was gonna play it. Uh this came out in ninety eight, so it came out right around the time probably that uh that Resident Evil two came out. Mm-hmm. Um but this was a little bit more supernatural and I remember it was um it was a square game. It was called Parasite Eve. Oh yeah, do you remember this game? Oh yeah, I, I, uh, rented this. This was a blockbuster rental, mm-hmm. and I like played the whole thing in a weekend. Like I was just absolutely obsessed with this game. Um, it's definitely a lot more like, uh, not even cosmic horror, but a little bit. It's like it, it's a little bit more, um, the thing like. But if like the thing met some like almost JRPG type of yeah. <laughs> type of villains and stuff like yeah. that, um, you know, but the, the thing I remember most about it, there were some great boss battles. There were some like the street scenes reminding me of Resident Evil, but then they were like some of them were during the day, mm-hmm. which was really like off felt really eerie and off-putting um but if i remember um and and i might be wrong about some of this but this is what i remember there is some sort of you know for lack of a better term, parasite, but it's not a pair. It's some sort of like molecular thing, like genetic thing that gets into like your blood and, you know, mutates you mm-hmm. basically not in like a virus more than a than, you know, some sort of parasite. But it's like the thing or something like that, where it's like this hive mind type of thing that happens. Um, but I remember the opening or one of the opening. And if you've not played it before, it's definitely worth it. I don't know how well it holds up now. Maybe it doesn't at all. But spoiler alert, because from the beginning, because it's like one of the most impactful parts. It starts really fast, um, where you're at like some sort of performance. You're in opera like an house. opera house. Yeah. yeah, you're in like a fancy opera house type of thing, and all the people burst into flames. I think
0: it, <laughs> in the crowd. I think it's even specifically Carnegie Hall, because is it? Yeah, because it's it take the the game takes place in New York. At least the opening does
1: yeah 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 and and then i I think eve is the 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 main like antagonist she's like a she's a musician I'm not if she's a singer or a piano player or something yeah she's
0: a, she's some sort of music yeah she's the opera singer.
1: She's an, it's an opera singer, yeah. yeah. Because I remember she's on stage, and then she mutates into this big crazy, like long armed creature, which which they do show on the cover, um, you know, of the jewel case mm-hmm. uh, or on the booklet in the jewel case. And um, it reminds me, her arms remind me a little bit of like when Freddie's walking down the alleyway yeah. and touching Poseidon. Yeah. Like, it reminds me a little <laughs> bit of that, but like more like claws. Um, yeah, it was just it, a more cosmic sci-fi ish twist on you know uh, on on resident evil i guess yeah
0: yeah that that's another series like i i rented it from a, an eagle video uh mm-hmm. that i played a bunch of times r.i.p yeah r.i.p eagle video but uh, i mm-hmm. yeah i rent i rented it a bunch from there and again like that opening scene is so impactful and crazy but like mm-hmm. it, the the monster design is so obvious. It, it's just funny because it was one of the early games that they tried to westernize because they made everything mm-hmm. white people in New York. But then the monsters are still super JRPG. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, like the 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 hair, the aesthetic, like the whole aesthetic just feels very JRPG. Yeah, but yeah, I can yeah. Even like the even the the the, the like street scenes it almost looks like something straight out of like yakuza or something mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah which
0: those games rule too <laughs> yeah they do but they yeah i, I that's another one i wish they red, would remake i mean they're spending all this time on final fantasy 7 remake
1: mm-hmm. remake parasite eve 2 do it come on guys don't forget about parasite Eve. or make a new one um do one yeah do one or the other Ugh. you can make her big you know eve's big turd looking dreadlocks like look a little <laughs> bit more realistic um but uh yeah it was i remember that being a, a fun scary game as a kid um a rental but but certainly worth worth checking out yeah um so i got one
0: yeah what do you i got? got another one that's along the lines of it's along the lines of metroidvania but mm-hmm. it's more linear and it's more puzzly but I think okay. I think you'll still enjoy the game. Uh, it's called Carrion. OK. And you you were talking about how, you know, Parasite Eve is like the thing. This one is the thing for sure. Uh, okay. Because what you're doing is you're playing as a science experiment, like in a mining colony. And you're essentially just a ball of flesh and goo.
1: And then. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I see it now. Yeah,
0: you're traveling. You're basically traveling through vents and shooting out tendrils to kill people and flip switches
1: and (laughs) you're like climbing on shit okay this is interesting yeah it, it is you're
0: playing as the thing when it escapes the dog pen or you know basically the venom symbiote
1: yeah or a giant uh vagina with teeth that too (laughs) and tentacles which is the best kind Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um but yeah this looks pretty fucking wild um yeah it definitely has the metroidvania level design Mm. look like the levels don't look terribly dissimilar to to like hollow knight or or something like that or even um uh metroid uh what's the new metroid i played the demo for metroid dread yeah yeah dread's the new one yeah yeah, yeah, I played the demo. I haven't bought it yet, but it's it's really fun. The controls are really good. Yeah, yeah it's um, just
0: carrying is like more linear. So like you'll only mm-hmm. rather than having the entire map open to you, you get more of like seven or eight screens, and then you'll yep. move on to a new station. But you re- you yeah, really go it back. It would feel
1: weird it would feel weird to like be backtracking and talking to people as a giant ball of uh, tentacles and teeth and yeah, all that yeah, stuff.
0: No talk, only eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're not really a, you know, a lone traveler Yeah, uh, as much as a giant uh, biohazard type situation. This reminds me of, of another one uh, where you play as the monster, which you don't get a lot of those. Um, but this would have been for, I think for SNES, um, it's called Werewolf the Last Warrior. Huh. Um and this is not one that was on um Werewolf the Last Warrior. Uh, I guess it's based on a comic, it looks like. Um anyway, this was uh this was not this is one that I discovered later and played on an emulator. Um and I don't even know if this really Oh man. Werewolf the Colon The Last Warrior and known in Japan as Super Werewolf Chronicle Warwolf. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From nineteen ninety. Uh it's a Data East game. Oh, and I God. think it might <laughs> It it might have been a uh, a, a, an arcade cabinet before that. I have a feeling, you know, with it being Data East, like you know, uh, they did a lot of ports and stuff. But it released in, uh, yeah, November of 1990 in North America. Uh, Actually, released in North America first, and then in Japan and Europe in 91. Oh, you know what? I remember this game. So the weirdest thing about this game that makes me remember it the most is one you play as the werewolf. Yeah. And this is it's, this is NES, I believe. I think this is late NES. Yeah, this is
0: NES. This this I okay, I know this game because mm-hmm. I had a friend who had it. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing about this game is I'm pretty sure it was originally a Wolverine game.
1: Okay, it feels like something like that. And that would make a lot of sense cuz I don't know a ton about it. I just remember uh, playing it on an emulator. Um and I remember the first time like my buddy in college showed me how to download an emulator on my Dell and gave me a CD and he was like this has every Nintendo game ever made on it. And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> um and and this game I found on there and you start out playing as as like a kind of wimpy dude and then it's like when the moon comes out like it gets dark it's almost like a you know um uh you know in a couple of the castlevania games it goes like that you do like the day night cycle yeah um and when it cycles to night, you turn into big ass jacked werewolf but the fucking <laughs> weird thing about it is your hands are like weird bone blades yeah <laughs> it it doesn't look it looks kind of stupid yeah like and you could see how it would have been a a wolverine game yeah definitely yeah it's it's definitely yeah
0: it was something i learned later on and but like if you look at uh the boss sprites Mm -hmm. they didn't change the boss sprites at all so (laughs) it's still like magneto and juggernaut still
1: like juggernaut Mm -hmm. and shit yeah that's what i'm looking at right here like that's definitely juggernaut yeah
0: yeah that's funny yeah i had a yeah Uh, i had a friend who had that game growing up but then mm -hmm. just later on in life i don't know i just watched
1: it oh my god there's one it's straight magneto like it's not even close (laughs) yeah that's really funny oh yeah that's that's a weird one i just you know i was always entertained by games where you're the monster Mm -hmm. because you just didn't get those back very often back then
0: yeah i mean you still get a bunch nowadays but i mean back then it was
1: you know war wolf it was mm-hmm. altered beast it was rampage yeah rampage i played a lot of yeah. altered beast i forgot about that one that was like a that was like a beat em up right mm-hmm. yeah yeah i remember that one yeah altered beast and slaughterhouse or splatterhouse 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 was a sega game i never played that but i learned about splatterhouse like later on. Mm -hmm. And I think I probably saw it in like an ad and like, you know, Game Informer or some shit like that. Um, but it uh you were basically Jason. Yep. (laughs) Jason Borges. But you just like smashed people against the like wall with a bat.
0: Yeah. I mean it was just (laughs) it it was mostly hands and feet. And then occasionally you got an axe. a chainsaw
1: (laughs) gotcha yeah yeah i just remember i mean i definitely um i don't know if i've ever actually played that game but i've definitely saw it and i know it's got it's got like quite a cult following like you see it pop up uh you know on instagram and stuff like that from time to time well
0: and i think it's especially i think it came out on pc first or or arcade Mm. and like that yeah i could see it yeah the very original version of that game was like hella gory like it was one of the most gory games around. So, yeah, it, that's why people so jumped on it cuz like that it pretty I think it yeah, you're talking about predating Mortal Kombat and everything
1: as far as like games mm-hmm. with gore in them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been quite ahead of its time in in that way. Uh, I'll throw one more out there just because you can be a monster in it although you primarily are not a monster, but you can take a potion that turns you into like a giant um, you know uh, 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 just like basically impenetrable, Super powerful monster, which is zombies ate my neighbors. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, which is not a horror game, but it's horror themed, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of horror references, and you fight, you know, werewolves, and and there is a, a Jason Voorhees character that chases you with a chainsaw, and there's uh, little Chucky dolls with hatchets, uh, and there's giant fucking fifty foot babies and aliens <laughs> and 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 like pod people and just like it is the most insanely like deep game for it's 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 from super nes um and it's two player co-op like overhead shooter 3d kind of not open world but just like a big big overhead map and your whole goal is there's a certain number of neighbors Um, you know, and they might be like the, uh, you know, they almost are like neighbors from a, from a Tim Burton movie. You know, they're like wearing like, uh, you know, um, plaid shorts and, and a, and a tank top floating in the pool with, uh, you know, a big dollop of sunscreen on their nose. Or they're like grilling, you know, with their like chef's hat and like the kiss the cook hat. So they're like these like very like lame suburban neighbors. There's like a cheerleader jumping on a trampoline and you have to save them all in the level before the monsters get to them so there's like a guy floating in the pool you got to jump in the pool and, and and save him before the creature from the black lagoon jumps in and eats his ass um and it's there's like a hundred and something levels um and it's it's just such a fun game and i've played it so i i've played it at least once a year since i was a kid and um i was actually at i think we, i feel like we even talked about this at some point on an episode i was at an arc random arcade bar in indian or in indianapolis mm-hmm. and i sat down and just grabbed a beer and they had an any you know super NES with like every game you know when those those cartridges that has like every oh, yeah, game yeah, on yeah. it and and i jumped on there and just like cranked through the first like 20 uh <laughs> um you know levels of zombies ate my neighbors you know, just because they're like programmed into my brain yeah. and ended up just like striking up a, a conversation, having a fun time with like all these fucking other nerdy guys at this arcade. bar. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun, but they were like, wow, you really know this game. And I'm like, I played this until my thumbs bled when I was a kid.
0: <laughs> this is what I've dedicated to my brain instead of other things.
1: <laughs> yeah, except for things of value. I know Every single location of every neighbor in the first 20 episodes of Zombies obviously <laughs> hey, my neighbors. But there is a there's an um, a, a particular power up you get and you have you basically shoot like squirt guns type of thing. But then also, you know, you can get different types of ammo and and different like projectiles. And one of them, uh, you know, weed whackers and all this stuff. And one of them is you get this, you know, this power up in like a chest that's a potion that you drink and it turns you into this like giant jacked like almost werewolfy type of monster. And you can just punch through walls and like one hit, like most of the enemies. And um yeah, it's, you always just felt like I'm such a badass running around. Yeah. Like punching 50 foot babies when you're a giant jack. And werewolf. <laughs> it, I mean, it's the power
0: fantasy. And that's, yeah. that's what the new doom games are, you know, except right? for they're that a hundred percent of the time. It's not waiting <laughs> yeah. to pick up a potion chest. It's, 100 percent power fantasy you never feel in danger the new the new doom games are not scary at all but you yeah. are terrifying right
1: <laughs> yeah that actually kind of sound kind of fun now oh, that i think about it just like blowing off some steam oh yeah you know? they
0: fucking rule like it but it yeah. like they're not like the original doom games which were scary because you know yeah and
1: challenging
0: yeah. Yeah, these are just straight up power fantasy fucking destroy everything, Um, (laughs) which I also think is what. So John Carpenter has announced that he's making a game Mm -hmm. or I mean, he's tied to a game in some way, right? I'm not entirely sure all of his input. I assume he's going to do some of some soundtrack as well. I'm
1: just assuming you would think if he's going to contribute something, that would be it.
0: Yeah. but uh, there's a game coming out next year called John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, and right. it looks like it's basically Left for Dead, uh, which is four people co-op and you're just blowing away zombies like it's all he wants. He just wants blowing away yeah. zombies <laughs> and then driving cool Mad Max like trucks. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, that's what it looks like, too. And it's it's not even like, you know, um, Silent Hill or something like that. It's like literally a first person shooter of a guy with like, you know, an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Just just almost like, uh, yeah, like Left 4 Dead or or. Um, uh, oh, gosh, what's the other one? Uh, that's way more jokey and silly, but you're just literally mowing through zombies constantly. Oh, uh, um, mm i don't know there's a lot of games oh, like i can't think of it <laughs> there's a lot of games like that yeah that's yeah you, you guys know the genre um but this this looks a little bit more serious and cool but it definitely <laughs> the the weapon design is more call of duty ish yeah which kind of is basically like they're like hey you know zombie mode and call of duty what if there was a whole game that is that
0: yeah it, it i think it's I, I wanted it to be an open world game, but I looked mm-hmm. into the person, they're like the team that's making the game and they also made the World War Z game. And it's much, I think it's much more linear of like, you're going to go through a level and sometimes you'll be riding in a badass truck and sometimes you won't be, but there's always going to be like 500 fucking zombies around you <laughs> and you're going to have a gun for it.
1: <laughs> well, I and I'm looking at screenshots right here and it's like, exactly that the the zombies eyes seem to glow which is sweet a la the fog ish Mm -hmm. and then uh this seems he has a bazooka yeah so (laughs) (laughs) it's just literally giant crazy weapons and a lot of zombies and vehicles and yeah Yeah, i'm pretty i'm pretty sure john
0: carpenter's input is i want my power fantasy of blowing up zombies
1: (laughs) (laughs) it looks pretty pretty sweet weird name choice toxic commando that sounds very uh well it obviously sounds you know lloyd kaufman-y you know it sounds more trauma-y than anything just toxic but toxic i don't know commando is i I mean that's commando is a very 80s thing yeah um you know not the movie commando but just like the term commando you don't really hear that often anymore
0: toxic commando sounds like they put biocop through a thesaurus (laughs)
1: yeah a little bit oh but if they make the character like super you know 80s action hero-y then i'm on board like i i just i just watched cobra last night kate had never kate had never seen cobra yeah (laughs) she was like is this serious and i'm like as a fucking heart attack (laughs) She's like, "Is he a cop?" I'm like, "Yeah, he's yeah. the fucking best cop on the force." Yeah. Like, "Why does he drive like a old-timey car?" I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> Shut up. His name's Mary. <laughs> you're ruining <laughs> You're ruining everything. And like his his lines, she was so confused. And listen, we might want to smoke on a little grass. And I remember the one line which I'm sure you will remember. It's a quite a memorable one is when they have him in there. <laughs> you know and they're berating him doing that classic like you're too crazy you're too crazy you shouldn't be doing this and he's just like but i gotta kill the bad guys you know <laughs> and they're like as he's walking in the room, like hey what's his name again uh uh what's his last name cabretti um, cabretti cabretti you got a <laughs> you got a bad attitude and he turns around he goes yeah but just a little one <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you
0: mean? it doesn't,
1: it doesn't, make, any doesn't sense. make any
0: sense just Stallone should never have been allowed to be quippy cause like he's he's terrible in Cobra and he's terrible in Tango and Cash and none of his quips ever make sense no this one doesn't you got,
1: <laughs> you got a bad attitude yeah I know but just a little one <laughs>
0: i feel like his brother frank did all his punch-ups for like his fucking joke lines
1: yeah they're like frankie write me a couple of one-liners and he's like does a big line just fucking just blows a huge rail and just writes some dumb shit on a piece of on a fucking napkin Uh, oh but anyway uh back to john carpenter's toxic commando if it is basically a a take on uh you know if it's kind of like uh, uh an 80s uh you know snake bliskin type that would be fucking yeah. sick
0: it, i i assume it has to just because like the vehicle designs look nuts the trailer had mm-hmm. uh motley crew in the soundtrack <laughs> so, jesus christ yeah yeah it they're leaning gotta in. assume uh yeah. one more though you, you brought up you brought up how toxic sounds like uh, lloyd kaufman and everything I played mm-hmm. the part of that again back to that Steam Next Fest. I played the demo for the Toxic Crusaders beat 'em up game, which I saw you posted about yeah, that. Yeah. That's a that's a lot of fun and I'm going to pick that game up when it comes out. That's, you know, that's horror tangential because it's it's Toxic Avenger, but then it's the cartoon from the 90s resurrected. Yeah. And apparently they they did a uh, just as a surprise, they they did a full 4K upscale of the show that they're going to release Hmm. in conjunction with the game.
1: Nice. Yeah. That, uh, uh, I mean, that is one of my all time, uh, favorite, um, theme songs of any cartoon. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about the toxic, toxic, uh, Avenger cartoon, which is, uh, what does it say? Something, oh my gosh, and blanket on it, but it's like, I didn't get something about girls until I got radioactive ugly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, whatever the line is. It's such a fucking wild song. But it's like a, the weirdest earworm ever. It looked a lot like, which I, I haven't played it yet, but I played, uh, me and my kids played through uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge mm-hmm. that came out earlier this year, beat them yeah. up, which is so much fun. Yeah, yeah um and it just looks a lot like i mean similar art style you know the bright color stuff like that it definitely felt like a you know that style of cartoony beat-em-up mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's uh, i would say i mean uh, in a, the game's still in development because it's not going to come out till next year i'd say it's mm-hmm. not quite as fluid as that uh shredder's revenge mm-hmm. but like that game is probably the best beat-em-up you know next to Sh- streets of rage 4 like those two are the, those yeah. two are the two best ones, like period. So but this yeah, one feels that good. Game's incredible. Yeah, toxic crusaders feels yeah. good, though. And like, it's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of fun to play. And they, they have like they have enough like running commentary as well. To, mm-hmm. That keeps you like engaged. So you, you don't feel like you're just button mashing. Like they, they the character the yeah. characters pop in and like drop one liners and stuff while you're playing. So
1: that's the best. That's what I love about the about the TMNT game too. Is like you just get you get enough of, and the, and like there's a lot of deep cut characters mm-hmm. that pop up and stuff. And oh man, it's such a fun game. Yeah, I will definitely uh, be playing that when it comes out because I just want I just want me some more uh, TMNT beat em ups because yeah. that's my That's that's my shit. Um, here's one that. I think for people of a certain age, like this was uh, like full-on um, like trauma, kinder trauma type of game as well <laughs> um, is a uh, clock tower. Oh yeah. Did you play Clock tower? Uh, I only played demo of Clock tower, but
0: I remember that one being, yeah, I, I remember like not liking that one because I didn't know what to do. Because I was playing the demo, and the demo didn't tell you anything. I didn't know what to do, mm. and then that dude would just get me with the scissors, and I'd be like, what the fuck? Not playing this. Oh, dude,
1: Scissor <laughs> Man is fucking terrif- terrifying. So look up, if you don't know anything about this, like, I-, I think it was a PC game first, if I'm not mistaken. I played it on the PlayStation in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think there was Clock tower 2, mm-hmm. which I think might have been for PlayStation 2. I did not play that one, although I should go back and try to find it. Um, it's you know, imagine a big giant you know building type you know, uh, survival horror type of game a little bit more puzzly, definitely less um, uh, combat, really very little combat in fact. but the 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 villain is just this. Like, imagine um, he looks a lot like the Phantom of the Opera when he takes his mask off, like the original Lon Chaney Phantom of the Opera, you know, when during the reveal. But he's like hunched over and he's got giant, giant, like larger than the Exorcist part three, right. you know, <laughs> uh, type shears like not even like gardening shears like or or even surgical shears they are just giant murder shears um and he like creeps around like all hunched over and just slowly pursues you with these giant shears and then if he catches you promptly murders you um and it's so fucking scary as a kid i <laughs> loved this i love this game it would scare the living shit out of me um, yeah it was released in 96 I probably played it in 97 so I was like yeah I'm like 11 maybe 12 years old and um, yeah just fucking terrifying yeah yeah and the the sound effects on it are really creepy like the sound design in the game is super creepy and uh, yeah I should go back because I think the, the sequel came out I think for PS2 but I never played it yeah I think it's PS1 I think it is. Is it? Was it on PS1? Yeah. For whatever reason, I only played the first one. I think it was a rental situation. Like, I don't know if I ever even beat the game, but it was yeah. just fucking terrifying. <laughs> Giant fucking creepy ghoul with scissors. <laughs>
0: Clock Tower 3 came out on
1: PlayStation 2. Oh, I didn't even know there was a third one. Yeah.
0: Look. Yeah. There you go so now look at uh, you know, all the things you have in your life
1: you can go back to look I'm gonna. I'm quitting my job yeah. right now yeah. I'm just getting deep into all this shit
0: yeah you don't have any time for nothing anymore you gotta play fucking Blasphemous 1 and 2 you gotta
1: play Carrion <laughs> you gotta play all the clock towers now yeah gotta- well this is the problem I have kids so my only chance to play these games is after they go to bed because they're little and they get freaked out <laughs> from playing a game with a guy, guy cuts your head off with scissors yeah um, they're not old enough but, to traumatize you know, yet <laughs> No, they're like, let's play Zelda. And then even that gets a little scary for <laughs> Um And I'm like, well, wait till we get to this ghoul that cuts your head off with giant scissors.
0: <laughs> yeah, Just throw him in the deep end with uh, the new Mortal Kombat game
1: that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll get random. They'll be like, why? Did, oh, no, he pulled his spine out and sodomized him with it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, daddy, no. <laughs> um, all right, I, I have a couple more. Uh, a few more that I could go through relatively quick. Do you have any other ones that you want to delve a little deeper into?
0: Um, I, I the only thing I wanted to touch on was just another demo I played uh, for a game called Sniper Killer <laughs> And right. I, I think you'll you'll appreciate this and you might want to research more into the games uh, but it's another it's another small developer. And I've been wanting to play, like, one of their games, so this was a good opportunity. Because they, the team, they call themselves Torture Star Video. Okay. And so they're basically, like, playing them. They, the game itself has, like, a, a, an intro, kind of like a Canon Films intro or something like that. Okay. Like, they're really playing to the 80s aesthetic.
1: I'm looking at it right now, and it's very ps1 mm-hmm. kind of face stretch over the yeah the model yeah all,
0: all, all <laughs> of the look. all of the graphics are like n64 golden eye graphics
1: yeah oh but look they i saw a scene in a damn carnival so you know i'm i'm, I'm set yeah you're snipe you're 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 literally just are you just literally murdering people at a carnival so
0: yes and no <laughs> It's it's a really weird game that plays. It feels like it has like definite giallo influences to it. Yeah. Um, so you're not always playing as the sniper, but you go mm-hmm. back and forth between characters. And yeah, you, like the sniper is really mysterious and you kind of see how he lives and he's like mm-hmm. a complete fucking weirdo. And he also mm-hmm. has a Silent Hill hole in his wall that is like constantly buzzing and has like voices in it. And then he's oh, he's Jesus. getting he's quote unquote getting orders from the Pentagon that send him on these murder missions.
1: So mm. you, oh yeah, it even has like a the the cover even is almost like a like a well, like a a slasher, yeah, co- animated cover. Yeah, yeah. so it, it like
0: it feels. Like sort of Giallo, but also sort of uh maniac
1: in a lot of ways. Yeah, I was just getting uh, getting maniac vibes Mm -hmm. from it. Yeah, eliminate your victims as a serial killer dubbed the sniper killer, terrorize the city with your keen eye and thirst for blood while staying one step ahead of a detective hellbent on bringing you to justice. Yeah,
0: so like you, you play the you don't get to play it in the demo, but I guess you play as the uh as the as the detective later mm-hmm. on in the game but like the you you play both uh victim and killer in the demo mm-hmm. so yeah but yeah
1: the oh, that looks pretty interesting Yeah, they,
0: they send you to a carnival and like you can ri- you pick one of the rides to ride so you can either ride like a tower of terror ride or roller coaster or a ferris wheel and then you mm-hmm. gotta take your shot and like from you know, from whatever that ride is, it will it'll affect how you aim. But like, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. shoot a werewolf.
1: <laughs> shoot a werewolf.
0: Well, it's some guy in a werewolf costume. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Damn. Yeah, this looks this looks pretty fun actually. Uh, yeah, the, the just the aesthetic, very very nostalgic. Yeah, it reminds me of uh of uh yeah, Goldeneye meets Carnival or something like that. Mm-hmm. Looks
0: pretty. So interesting. then, like. They have, like, a bunch of games, though, that mm-hmm. are all of this, like, 1980s aesthetic. So, like, there's one that's, like, called Blood Wash, which is about, like, some serial killer stalking a laundromat. Mm-hmm. There's one that's called, I think it's called At the Gates of Hell, which is, they even say it in the description. It's meant to be a Lucio Fulci uh, homage mm-hmm. to, like, his Gates of Hell films. So, yeah. They have that a, sounds sweet yeah they got a bunch of crazy shit going on but like yeah all their games are relatively cheap i think they're shorter and then obviously because they're built in the n64 you know kind of fucking graphic style they can put them out at a relatively
1: quick pace yeah you can download them in four seconds i'm sure yeah yeah and they'll (laughs) run on anything right (laughs) well that looks fun i'll definitely check that out i i was going to uh throw a couple of uh of, of other arcade and, and NES ones out there that, that I definitely played a ton back in the day that were like definitely uh uh, uh formative for me. House of the dead on the arcade, you know, playing that to the be they had that at the old Beaver Valley Mall. Uh, oh, my yeah. brother and I, that was a freaking uh uh just just quarter hog. We put a lot of money into that one. Um one that I didn't uh Get in, you know didn't discover until r- later but is pretty fucking gruesome that is an arcade game that i don't know that it really got a port but i played it you know via an emulator uh is night slashers from 93 mm-hmm. um super gory like some actually kind of weird weirdly disturbing scenes too mm-hmm. of like people getting attacked in their home kind of thing um yeah. Yeah, that one always stuck out to me.
0: Yeah, the game start. The game starts with like a werewolf attack in a cabin that like kills a family. Like,
1: yeah, I just remember being like, you know, seeing, you know, being like, damn, I feel like if I just saw that as a kid, it would have probably yeah. fucked me up. Um, yeah,
0: that apparently some studio is either remaking or making a new version of Night Slashers. Oh, sick! But I haven't like. It was announced in like 2019, but no, I. It should be out by now, really. <laughs>
1: yeah i uh and then carnival was one of those games that i um you know saw a lot of in like video game magazines as a kid and never got the opportunity to play but was like obsessed with the idea of playing it and then Mm -hmm. like they had it at some restaurant i was at like when I was on vacation with my family when I was a kid and like got to play it once and was just like obsessed with it. And then since then I found a couple of places that have, you know, have cabinets, you know, of it, even, even in this area, I've got to play it, you know, a little, you know, spend more time playing it. And that's just, I don't know, for whatever reason, you know, you would get like, Oh, a magazine and you know it was a horror magazine video game magazine or whatever and you would see something that like was kind of out of your reach for whatever reason either because mm-hmm. you just didn't have access to it and you would just become like obsessed with it i was like that with carnival like i just yeah. wanted to play that game so bad <laughs>
0: I, I i remember like finally finding the cabinet because it definitely wasn't around in like beaver county Mm-hmm. So uh, it must have been like I was on vacation or something. I remember finally finding it. And then it was specifically 75 cents, which made it more expensive than any of the House of Deads. Mm-hmm. And then for 75 cents, it ate your quarters even quicker. Oh, yeah. Like you died like immediately. And it's like, I can't play this game. Like, I want to play this game. It's so cool.
1: But like, it will bankrupt me immediately. You have, you have to be a millionaire to play this fucking game right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember that it did feel like a little bit of a of a rip off game. And when I played it, you know, I remember playing it in the last few years, like, you know, pretty extensively played, like went pretty deep into the game. And it was mm-hmm. because it was at a, you know, like a an arcade bar that you, you know, it was free play type situation, you know, by the right. hour or whatever. So I could just go, oh, who cares if you die, you know, just keep going. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and it was it was pretty pretty fucking fun, though. Yeah, even even then, like, I was like, well, there's some pretty creepy shit in this game still. You know, from back then, it probably would have ruined my fucking life. I would actually <laughs> had the money. If I could have afforded it to play... To, to I couldn't afford that trauma then. I wanted to, but I physically couldn't afford it.
0: Please let me be traumatized. Why won't yeah.
1: you? Why won't you um, let me have this? <laughs> I remember the first game I played that I was, like, legit scared of was... The Friday the 13th game for NES. Mm-hmm. Like I was probably six, seven, eight, something like that. And there's really nothing scary about the game. Yeah. But the but the um and I never even got far enough at that time to like, you know, the scene with like the head and stuff on it. So mm-hmm. I really just it was just scary that he popped up. And something about the like when you're in one of the houses when it starts to get dark. Yeah. You it, know, it's almost a, it has it, it's kind of got skin in a rink vibes. I don't know. Whether <laughs> you're like in one of these <laughs> like back rooms and it's starting to get dark, and all of a sudden, you know, you just pop into a room and he's there. You know, he just disappears. Yeah. It's like one frame he's there, one frame he's not. Or I mean one frame he's not, one frame he's there, and you're like, Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember I that game which scaring
0: me. I always found that game more annoying than scary. Yeah. Because like one just the noise that like the noises that game was making were out of control. Oh, which they is were like, just
1: like so annoying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just constant high pitch beeping. Like for what fucking reason? Quit it. Yeah. And then because they didn't explain anything of like what you're supposed to be doing. It's like, I guess I'll just wander around this fucking
1: cave throwing rocks at bog hags. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I literally, I, I never progressed past like, the first few things you do until you know i've been playing the game for like six years before i was like oh this is what you do (laughs) you know what i mean it was just something you threw in now and again it was and i and i still i i I have a a copy of the game i don't know if it's the my original copy i think it is because i i bought it used um at a uh, it might have been at Rogers actually because uh, mm. I, I, I had a lot of freak I found theme hospital there I, and I sold all uh-huh. these games you know for fucking beer money in college but I don't know if I held on to that one or if I had came across one later but I have a copy of it uh you know in a, a NES cartridge um and when I had it as a kid you know It wasn't a game I paid full price for. It was like, oh, this is $5 at a flea market or whatever. So I was never like that committed to actually like beating it or doing well Mm -hmm. uh, in it. But yeah, you had no idea what the fuck to do. It was one of those really poorly designed, super cryptic games that like you need the internet or or a cheat guide to actually solve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those NES games were like that. So fucking. It's just insane trying to get a
1: handle on what they want you to do. <laughs> it's like the ET game. It's like, well, you got to get this random item. And you know that that goes in the mailbox. And then that <laughs> mailbox needs to be buried underground. Um,
0: oh, yeah. you're in the pit again.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. You're in the fucking pit again. Oh, I was the FBI. You're in the pit again.
0: Um, Turn it off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just throw it in the trash. Um, one other. I mean, I, ha- I have to mention we didn't really talk about that much, which is Castlevania. Um, like I've played a lot of Castlevania games I played Castlevania games as a kid I've recently purchased the like uh, uh, Castlevania you know uh, bundle thing on the Switch store and, and went mm-hmm. back and played through a couple of those games they did that blood something blood moon blood s- hard i forget it was basically like an homage to the first game yeah I know uh, you're that talking came out about. a few years ago that was really fun one game that's probably my favorite in the franchise that i haven't played in years that i do need to like i i, I honestly will probably it's so hard to come across a copy of it it's expensive now is um symphony of the night mm-hmm. the playstation one yeah. yeah yeah like you can get a playstation pretty cheap i think and i i probably have a playstation somewhere um or or know somebody who has one somewhere. But I, you know, has been looking up like actual like working copies of it. And it's like, it's fucking kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that game is so fucking good. I mean, you know, you can still emulate it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I could. Yeah, I haven't went down that path yet. I just need to just get a freaking PlayStation controller that I could just plug into my computer and go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Any other ones you want to talk about? Uh, nah not really. I mean, you know, we, we
0: uh, just to mention a couple of things coming up, like, you mm-hmm. know, there's uh, the they recently shut down that new fi- Friday, the 13th game that they made. That was like, yeah, the, uh, was that
1: a lawsuit situation or something?
0: I think they just ran out like they just didn't
1: re up the licensing rights. Oh, really? Yeah. It seemed to have like kind of a cult following.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it was fun enough. Like they, they're i'm just bringing it up because like now they're bringing out some other games that are of the same style mm-hmm. like the uh the the asymmetrical survival type games is yeah. they have a uh, texas chainsaw massacre one that's coming up
1: oh no shit yeah uh
0: and then they have the the killer clowns
1: from outer space game is coming out later I'm excited about that. Yeah, I can't. Is, is that a similar style? Is that what they're doing with that one?
0: They're they're kind of, yeah, they're kind of all asymmetrical ones. So like the Friday mm-hmm. the 13th one was just campers versus Jason. Uh, yeah. Texas Chainsaw is, I believe it's all three of the family uh, from the original movie. Mm-hmm. All three of the original, uh, like uh, uh, Leatherface, obviously. And then you no, can play I'm as... Yeah, you can play as the other two guys as well, and I think Grandpa helps. Yeah. And then, so it's kind of more three on four, and then Killer Clowns is actually four on four. So, uh-huh. yeah.
1: <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. If you can't turn into a shadow of a T-Rex and bite somebody's head off, I'm I'm, I'm out. I don't know. They haven't confirmed it I need it to be yet. able to do that. I need <laughs> that specific element to be there. You know they're going to have the... The cotton candy cocoons, you know you're mm-hmm. going to have, you know, the killer popcorn, but I need me a giant silhouette shadow of a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex to bite somebody's head off.
0: Surely it'll be a super move of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think the cotton, I think the cotton candy cocoons were kind of like capture the flag. So mm-hmm. like one of your teammates goes down, so you have to like run to the big tent ship and pull them out you know, to yeah. bring them
1: back to life or whatever. <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome, actually.
0: Yeah. And then there's the other game that's like this is Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. which like they've had pretty much every get. They've had every killer do a guest spot in that except for Jason.
1: Yeah, that is one that like I, I've watched people like I've watched videos on YouTube of and stuff of people playing mm-hmm. it, but I've never personally played it because is, is it is there console versions that is that just pc
0: yeah no there's console like i think i think it's it was one of the first games that had like i think it does cross play so like people on playstation can play xbox and pc
1: oh i think i did i think i have heard that or read that or somebody told me that now that you say it it sounds familiar um yeah i don't know why i haven't gotten into that well i know why i have is because like i said i you know i don't play a lot of horror video games just because there's, uh, you know, small children always running around my house when I'm trying to play video games on the weekend or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I need to get, I need to get into one of those. This sounds super fun. And those types of games are like games I have traditionally enjoyed and to have access to a horror game like that and not play it seems wild. I mean, you got to get on it now, especially now Nick Cage is in it. Nick Cage is in on it? Yeah, Nick oh, he's Cage. on the game?
0: Yes, you you it's shortly or it's available now you'll be able to play as nick cage
1: <laughs> is he a killer or is he a good guy or he's a good he's a good guy yeah. okay that'd be wild if it was just like nick cage as a serial killer <laughs> i mean you know just who knows? maybe in pick nice update pic in somebody's neck or something <laughs> um
0: but yeah it, it they were they were doing an interview with him about it and then i guess apparently like his son you know, is uh, it plays the game a lot. Mm. So like he, his son, I guess, convinced him to be in the game and like <laughs> reached out. So now you can play as Nick cage. <laughs>
1: That's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, all right. I might have to, might have to make the plunge. I don't think I've turned on my Xbox one for anything besides to play a Blu-ray in mm. like two years. So I might need to, uh, <laughs> I might need to do that. I'm sure my Xbox subscription long since, you know, expired. Um, but, all right. Well, that was a lot of fun talking about some spooky ooky video games uh, throughout the year. And I didn't even get to my get to all my asinine long list. That might be a fun thing to revisit um, down the road or something like that. Um, but uh, remember, tune in next week, which is going to be our showdown episode for July uh, where you get to hear us and uh and Louie from the Haunted Hangover podcast and we're going to talk about Nickelodeon Halloween. So if you're into this kind of spooky nostalgia stuff, I guess we got back-to-back episodes um on that front. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh Steve's going to talk about uh Rocco's Modern Life Halloween. I'm going to talk about Pete and Pete Halloween. We'll find out what Louie's going to talk about uh when you tune in. Um yeah, and don't forget to follow us on them social media's and, you know, give us one of them five-star reviews if you feel so inclined, if you like some stickers. I'll send them to you in the fucking mailbox, you guys. Um, anything else I'm forgetting? Anything else I should mention? No, remake Parasite Eve. May- re- guys, don't forget, if you're going to do something, this. if you're going to make a, a a resolution for the second half of 2023, it's somehow blackmail somebody into making a remake of parasite eve <laughs> just do it for god's sakes we all need it it's 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 the thing where we 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 all need and we don't know yet that's 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 how i'm gonna word it I right, would love guys. i would love if our audience
0: somehow all came together and made a junk ass <laughs>
1: version a junk version of Parasite Eve Where yeah. they have like the fucking Cloven hoof hands like in Final Fantasy 7 yeah, like, uh, Do you love us? Do you like this? <laughs> Parasite Eve, here it is No, make it again yeah, This is um, bad It upset us You've done a bad job um, You've dishonored the memory of Parasite Eve Alright guys uh, Tune in next week, like I said We talk about some Nickelodeon Halloween uh, For the Halloween's Forever crew I'm Brian
0: and I'm triple champ
1: guys get on it figure it out Parasite Eve let's fucking go
0: (laughs) unlike Dino Crisis I'm
1: triple champ (laughs) you shut your goddamn mouth